C. diff spores and more is brought to you in part by Rebiotics, Microbiota Restoration Therapy. Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We welcome you to C. diff spores and more. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Rebiotics, a fairing pharmaceutical company, for their generous support. You can find out more about their microbiome research and clinical trials at www.rebiotix.com. And at this time, we would like to introduce our guest, Carl Kepler. He's the Director of Medical Affairs, joined Azurity Pharmaceuticals through the acquisition of Silvergate Pharmaceuticals by Cutis Pharma in May of 2019 when they formed the new company Azurity Pharmaceuticals. Carl joins us today to discuss C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution. And at this time, let's welcome Carl Kepler to our audience, to our program today. Thanks for joining us, Carl. Thank you, Nancy. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, it's uh, amazing work that you and the foundation and all of those who support the foundation do. And uh, I'm just pleased to, um, we're pleased as a company to support it. And I'm pleased to be here to speak with you today. No, we can't thank you enough, Carl, for taking time out of your busy schedule and being here with us today on Seed of Spores and More. Your work is so important and the work of your organization, and we really appreciate the support in every level, and thank you so much again. And at this time, Carl, if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes just to tell us about yourself and your background, we would really love to hear it. Sure. I'm, uh, I have to say I'm relatively new to the pharmaceutical industry, even though that's why we're speaking today. I, um, for the last, oh, about 30 years prior to uh, two years ago, was in hospital pharmacy leadership at various hospitals. I was um, um, really fortunate to have worked at some premier institutions. So for about the last 20 years, I was uh, chief pharmacy officer at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and prior to that, I served in a similar role um, as an assistant director of pharmacy at the Duke University Medical Center. Uh, and prior to that, uh, more pediatrics. I was at uh, Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. And then uh, before that, I did my training and worked on staff at uh, the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. And then I, um, I also really enjoy teaching uh, master's level pharmacy classes at the Ohio State University College of Pharmacy. Um, and then looking for a new opportunity, I joined Silvergate Pharmaceuticals, and we'll, I believe we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but uh, joined them as a director of clinical information. And uh, as you uh, introduced just a minute ago, then Cutis Pharma purchased, uh, acquired Silvergate, and now I serve at Azurity Pharmaceuticals uh, as the Director of Medical Affairs. And, of course, uh, we're very interested in, in supporting C. diff and treatments for C. diff. Well, we're so happy that you are part of this amazing organization, and they are so lucky to have you, Carl, and we are just so pleased to meet you also. And, Carl, if you wouldn't mind taking some time and just explaining the history of Azurity Pharmaceuticals to our listeners 
I'd be glad to. Um, it is a pretty interesting history, I think, in that um, I, as I said, I originally worked for Silvergate, one of the legacy companies for Azurity. Silvergate Pharmaceuticals um, had as our sole mission to d- develop these FDA-approved, ready-to-use oral liquids for kids. Uh, and then Cutis Pharma similarly developed um, they are compounding kits uh, for oral liquids. Um, interestingly, though, they took an adult focus and marketed mostly toward the adult or elderly community. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, it seemed like a match made in heaven in that in May of 2019, Cutis saw value in Silvergate with similar missions to acquire them, and uh, they have formed, the two new companies came together and formed one new one. The combined company um, is, as we said, is called Azurity Pharmaceuticals. Right. And Carl, were Silvergate and Cutis mm-hmm. similar companies in that that's what led to the acquisition? Uh, yes, similar in mission, uh, very complementary in their suites of products. Um, and, I, you know, they formed it for the same reasons. Both of these companies were formed really to meet what we believed was an unmet need for uh, liquid or other dosage forms that were not necessarily available in the commercial world um, except by compounding. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But essentially... Most of the larger pharmaceutical companies, there certainly are exceptions and, and all probably have some liquids, but didn't really traditionally manufacture many liquid medicines um, because, you know, if you think about it, there's really a relatively small demand or population uh, that needs these kinds of medications or these formulations, I should really say. And so... The leaders of each of these companies recognized this gap in care and um, did some research, actually met with um, hospital and community pharmacies, tried to understand what the need would be, and, and then based on that, went forward to develop these oral liquid medications to, uh, to meet the need uh, in the community. Um, Silvergate chose to produce as I said, ready to use, so already in oral liquid form, liquid solutions um, for children. And uh, Cutis, on the other hand, um, produced these compounding kits for oral liquids, and we can talk about that in a minute too, um, mostly for adults. Um, But Cutis did, in fact, have, um, while they didn't take all their medication through the FDA approval prior, did certainly have a desired direction toward that. And, of course, in Silvergate, had FDA-approved uh, oral liquids only, they saw uh, a really great similar and complementary missions, and, um, and that way we could work together in taking the drugs through FDA approval. That's wonderful, Carl. What a fantastic blind there. And, Carl, what kinds of products does Azurity Pharmaceutical have available at this time? Well, you have uh, obviously two companies worth of suites and uh, suites of products. And uh, while Legacy Silvergate Company focused um, mostly on cardiology products. So we we worked on a cardiology suite that included 
uh, a couple ACE inhibitors, um, and they were enalapril, which we call Epined, and lisinopril, which we call Cubrellus. And then most recently, in fact, almost a brand new approval of a calcium channel blocker, which we call Caturzia, which is amlodipine. So you have three cardiology drugs that really work nicely uh, in a suite for, well, for kids who, who, need those, uh, who need those medications. Probably the most interesting, though, of the legacy Silvergate project products is um, an oral methotrexate solution. Um, it's interesting because uh, folks haven't really tried to make liquids uh, out of hazardous drugs. You know, methotrexate is a chemotherapy drug used for acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or ALL, but there's also an indication for PJIA, or pediatric juvenile idiopathic arthritis, once uh, a patient has um, had failure to uh, anti-inflammatory therapy. So really only four drugs on the Silvergate side. But then on the uh, legacy cutis side, um, and ironically, absolutely no overlap, but quite complementary are um, they have a couple proton pump inhibitors. So we have omeprazole and lansoprazole in kits and a couple beta blockers. So staying within the cardiology suite, but different, metoprolol and atenolol. Uh, there's a, a rather unique antispasmodic in baclofen, and there's a, a, a mouthwash for chemotherapy-related oral sores. And then um, and another interesting product is we have a progesterone vaginal suppository and some antibiotics, which include uh, metronidazole, which is actually an antifungal, and probably the drug we're going to talk most about today, which is vancomycin, which is an FDA-approved drug, and it is... Um, called Furvank, F-I-R-V-A-N-Q. Amazing. That's great, Carl. And Carl, at this time, do you have or does Azurity Pharmaceutical have any um, products that are being tested or trialed that waiting to hear back? Yes, we do. We have uh, several in the pipeline. We have, um, uh, you know, I can only say so much, Nancy. Don't don't uh, tease me into this at this point. But we, <laughs> exactly. We, yeah. But we're thinking into uh, really more antibiotics and uh, some more cardiology drugs and uh, perhaps another PPI. But I believe that that's about all I can tell you. But we believe they will fit really nicely into our suite of products and and, uh, fulfill a, a real need for the community. Exactly. And Carl, it's really great to hear that there is some uh, research and development going on at Azurity Pharmaceuticals. That's always positive to hear. And so now that you've explained the the child um, pediatric medications from Silvergate and the history of cutis pharma uh, medications, it's a great blend. It's a fantastic array of products that are available. Um, we have uh, we're coming up to break in another two minutes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share about Silvergate and cutis acquisition that has created Azurity Pharmaceuticals? Well, I think, um, you know, we're still, we're feeling our way through, right? When two companies um, join together, uh, I think there are always challenges. But I have to say that what has made it so smooth is um, tremendous leadership and very similar missions. You know, we really are 
we exist only to fulfill this need that doesn't seem to be met in any other way but compounding. And, of course, we can spend a little time on compounding if you wish. Um, but we are really trying to, uh, tr- to focus only on either end, really, of the spectrum, if I may, the, the kids and the elderly who just cannot take the dosage forms that the, the other companies are producing. Exactly. Well, Carl, we're going to pause right now for a commercial break. When we return, we'll continue discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution, with our guest, Carl Kepler, Director of Medical Affairs at Azurity Pharmaceuticals. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Rebiotics, a fairing pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share our findings in the space. Visit Rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. And welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more. We're so glad to have you join us today. And we are very thrilled to have our guest, Carl Kepler, Director of Medical Affairs, joining us from Azurity Pharmaceuticals today and discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution. Welcome back to the program, Carl. Thank you. It's uh, nice to be with you. Well, fantastic, and we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be here on C. diff spores and more today. And before we went to commercial, you were kind enough to discuss um, the complementary blend between the Silvergate and Cutis Pharma companies leading to the acquisition of Azurity Pharmaceuticals. And you're, they both complement each other because of the compounding, but can you take a moment and explain to our, our global audience what exactly is compounding? Of course. So compounding is, uh, um, I guess, in the pharmacy world, as a pharmacist, I would say it's a mix between art and science. You know, in so many cases, 
um, you know, whether they're young patients or old patients or have uh, for other reasons, just simply cannot take uh, the traditionally commercially available dosage forms, you know, the solids, the tablets, or the capsules, or, or even more examples, really. So pharmacists and pharmacy technicians and the folks who work in them have to really get creative and create these, uh, develop these necessary dosage forms, you know, whether they be liquids, which is, I think, what we usually think about, but also suppositories or powders or really um, any reasonable way uh, to get the necessary medications into the patients. And so these, you know, in the in the lay world, we would call them recipes. In our world, we call them formulas exist um, in which you know, pharmacists and pharmacy personnel um, have to figure out how to make them. And so um, usually, and hopefully, we have data to guide us through our preparation. Um, usually there are, you know, studies done that would be, that would establish beyond use dates um, to determine expiration dating once we make something a certain way, whether they can be refrigerated or whether they, you know, don't have to be refrigerated. And usually what happens is the pharmacists have to take, make something either out of the tablets or the capsules or drug powder, which we call API or active pharmaceutical ingredient. Um, all those, the sources, of course, of those, those uh, drugs are very important. And then um, even sometimes we, we compound, we make a liquid formulation out of an injectable, um, which is, I guess, odd to think about. But, but maybe that's our, the best way to do it or the only way to do it. So we mix these drugs in whatever form um, very carefully and in a measured fashion with diluents and fillers and flavorings to make them palatable. And we do this according to the formula that we have. And there are, fortunately, there are various hospital pharmacies. In fact, my former hospital pharmacy housed many, many formula for not only hospital pharmacies to use, but also community pharmacies to use. And, and we follow those very closely because if you don't, then you can't really establish beyond use date, dates according to data. And of course, that's what we try to do. Um, but you can imagine that it takes a lot of time. And of course, if you ever, ever had to have one of these medicines from the pharmacy, you're always told or typically told to come back in X amount of time or the next day because it takes a long time to do it right. And you have to do each step very carefully and every step along the way must be checked by a pharmacist if it's not made by a pharmacist. So compounding really is, uh, is a very important practice uh, when FDA approved commercially available alternatives are not available or not suitable. Thank you so much, Carl, for explaining the pharmaceutical practice and procedure of compounding. Um, that's really in great information to know. And Carl, maybe you can explain who benefits from compounding uh, a medication. Well, we mentioned a couple of times, right? The, the obvious answers are typically we think of children who are too young, or you know, who maybe some people use it at the age of six, some people use it at the age of eight or twelve, or you know, people the the kids learn to swallow at different times, but. Um, 
certainly children and the elderly who may not, for whatever reason, be able to swallow solid dosage forms. Um, there may be some sores in the mouth, let's say, from a cancer treatment or something that makes it very difficult to swallow solid dosage forms. We also have um, many patients who have various tubes for, for feeding, and, and uh, obviously we can't, can't just push a, a tablet or a capsule through a tube and Oftentimes, if, if things aren't compounded just right into the liquid and it's a really smooth and elegant liquid, we use the term elegant in pharmaceuticals, um, they may get stuck or clog a tube and, and there's nothing worse um, for a patient who has a G-tube or a J-tube or a GJ or other type of tube uh, to have that clogged and then uh, that, that requires a big procedure. So they might need a very thin solution to pass through the tube so that they can get their medications. I, you know, we, I focused on liquids, but really there's suppositories and topical medications that need to, that may need to be compounded. And so um, various folks would benefit from that as well. And of course we have, as I mentioned, just very briefly also has a kit for compounding progesterone suppositories, which has the molds and everything you need to quickly make uh, suppositories. That's fantastic, Carl. Thanks so much for sharing that information. And, Carl, we know that in the news, um, compounding has been in the news over the past couple of years. And But what are some of the challenges with compounding, and what do your products do to help pharmacists and patients? Well, um, I already mentioned there are many, many steps that all have to be done very meticulously and exactly and accurately to produce a quality, clean compound for a patient. Um, what we typically hear in the news, you know, the obvious ones um, are about various infections too. So if something isn't done cleanly, um, you can that can result in bacteria or fungi that get present in compounding. And it's especially bad, of course, when it's done in bulk, yeah, right? You're creating a very large amount and then you're sending out. Um, but inaccuracies can also lead to overdosing or underdosing. Um, that is also not uncommon in the world of compounding. I guess, I guess the most notable incident um, that we have in the, that had in the news several years ago was the massive fungal infections in compounded products from the New England Compounding Center um, in the Boston area. Um, the compounding there was unfortunately performed in unsanitary conditions or, uh, and they had prop, uh, improper procedures or they weren't, the proper ones weren't followed. And, and of course, in a large scale operation like that, they're sending, they're doing interstate commerce. So they're sending these, uh, across the country to various places and many, many patients. And of course, if, uh, uh, if that happens and there is a fungus or a bacteria present, then you can, uh, it, in that case, it resulted in many deaths and illnesses from fungal infection. So, you know, while this, that's certainly the most notable because of the egregious practices in interstate commerce, you know, other, other infections have occurred on, on a, to a lesser number, I'll say, not degree for sure, but a lesser number with uh, improper compounding practices. And what we're trying to do is to simplify the compounding. Um, with the FDA-approved ready-to-use oral liquids and then the FDA-approved kits 
for oral liquids and in cases in which they're not FDA approved products per se, uh, all of the, all of the, um, the elements in the kits are produced in an FDA approved facility. So, you know, in the case of the kits, for example, two bottles come in a box, one that has the powdered drug and, the, and these are pre-measured of course, and the other with a flavored diluent. And then the, the contents are simply mixed uh, mixed together, and it takes only three minutes to prepare relative to what I was telling you about compounding itself. And, of course, they're, when they're approved by the FDA, that means that they're manufactured. These medications are manufactured according to what we call safe um, current good manufacturing practices or CGMPs because those are required uh, by the FDA to ensure safety. Exactly. Thanks so much, Carl, for explaining that. And Carl, before we go to break, maybe you can explain and share with the um, audiences, we have a lot of different healthcare settings. Can you explain what settings the oral liquid products can be used? Well, I mean, it won't surprise you to hear me say all, right? Because um, oral liquids can be used whether they're, you know, in the home or in various healthcare settings like clinics or nursing homes or long-term care or skilled nursing, uh, especially those, the latter ones that I mentioned uh, when you have the elderly there. Um, and, you know, in the, far, in the healthcare world, we think of what we call transitions of care. So from one, moving a patient from one setting to another, and we consider that very important for continuity and for the best chance for cure. And, um, and it's very valuable to get, uh, to, to, for the patient to get the same dosage form from diagnosis, to diagnosis, if that's done in a hospital or a clinic setting, to get their prescriptions filled then from there in an outpatient or a community pharmacy. Um, and you can imagine just how important it is uh, when you're teaching, especially for children, we need to teach our families um, how to properly draw up the medication, what it looks like, you know, what, what can I expect so that when I'm home and I have a million things to remember and to think about that I can uh, have my best shot at giving the medicine safely and accurately to my child. The last thing we want is for them to end up back in the hospital or an emergency uh, facility. Thank you so much, Carl, for sharing that information. And you mentioned a prescription is needed for these products. They are medications. Um, but can you explain, um, do the pharmacists and pharmacy technicians uh, that we know, uh, do they know how to reconstitute with your kits? They do. Um, they're used to reconstituting uh, with other products for sure. Um, ours, you know, is just about as easy as it gets, I believe. I'm a little biased, I suppose. But um, as I said, it takes about three minutes um, to properly mix the drugs. Again, the boxes come in pre-measured drug and pre-measured diluent, flavored diluent. And you're essentially just in aliquots or in portions, um, mixing the diluent into the drug and, of course, shaking, making sure that there's proper mixing. And then the instructions come with the boxes and with the drugs. And, of course, we would also have a video on our website to supplement what you're reading, if that's if that's necessary for pharmacy staff. Okay, wonderful. Well, Carl, at this time, we're going to take a brief commercial break, and we will continue discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution, when we return after this break. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-CDIF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against CDF and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for CDF infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising CDF awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Rebiotics, a faring pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share our findings in the space. Visit Rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more today, and we're so glad to have you joining us. Um, we'd like to take this opportunity to reintroduce our guest today, Carl Kepler, Director of Medical Affairs with from Azurity Pharmaceuticals. And Carl joins us today discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carl. Welcome back. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Well, we're so glad you are. We're learning so much uh, things that we just never knew about medications and compounding. And we thank you so much for sharing all this important information with our listeners. And at this time, Carl, can you explain and introduce, um, talk about more about the oral vancomycin solution that we all we do utilize to treat C. difficile infections? Of course, I'm happy to. So we do, in fact, have... Evancomycin hydrochloride oral liquid solution. Um, actually, we have a kit for that, I should say. That's more accurate, really. And it's called Furvank, F-I-R-V-A-N-Q. And uh, it's an FDA-approved kit for compounding by the pharmacy staff. Um, you know, your audience probably knows some of this, or it's a, what we call a glycopeptide antibacterial. And it's indicated... And uh, as an indication for adults and pediatric patients, of course, less than 18 years of age, for the treatment of two things. The one is the, the reason we're talking today is uh, clostridioides used to be clostridium. I understand difficile associated diarrhea or infection. And then the other uh, indication that we have is for enterocolitis, which is caused by Staphylococcus aureus or Staph aureus, we typically say. And that would include methicillin-resistant strains as well. Um, it's available in, uh, you know, any community pharmacy or can be. 
um, and it's super easy to uh, reconstitute for the folks in the pharmacy. It's available whether you start in the hospital or you start or you need uh, an outpatient prescription. It comes in a, a couple concentrations and sizes so that we can dose properly and, and dispense the right amount, the right volume. Um, you know, I don't know how important this is for you, but 25 milligram and 50 milligram per milliliter in both 150 and 300 milliliter bottles. And as um, it's, it's really kind of cool in that, as I said earlier, it just comes in a box with two bottles and uh, you get a pre-measured drug powder and a pre-measured flavored diluent in the other bottle and it's ready for reconstitution on the spot. Um, and it's different from what we would typically see in compounded vancomycin in that this is FDA approved. And that means that it's uh, made a certain way and it provides a consistent solution. So the same concentration throughout the bottle. Um, and it has reliable and well-studied and well-established FDA approved beyond use dating. So we know exactly how long it lasts, whether it needs to be refrigerated or whether it doesn't. And, and, uh, and then it has a pretty palatable, palatable grape flavor. And it requires, uh, you know, only three minutes to prepare. And then, you know, the alternative, the compounding, uh, is sometimes made from a, a powder vancomycin form, but most often it's made from an injectable formulation, and I'm not sure how commonly known that is. But uh, And, of course, it requires several steps, including removing some of the, the medication from a vial before ever mixing it and compounding it, and it takes a longer time to prepare. And, of course, the more steps you have, I think intuitively we know that there's more potential for error each time you add a step. So that's uh, that's really how it differs perhaps from compounding. Okay. And thank you so much, Carl. And Carl, uh, can you take a moment just to um, reiterate and reshare the dosages that are available for Furvank? Yes, 25 milligram per milliliter and 50 milligram per milliliter in 150 and 300 milliliter bottles. And of course, that's going to help you dose a child. It's going to help you dose uh, an adult, a large adult. It's going to manage different dosings depending on whether your initial recurrent, we, you know, we may get to that in a little bit, just a little bit about practice guidelines, but it's to allow flexibility and give you enough for the duration of treatment. Wonderful. Thanks, Carl. And Carl, mm-hmm. are there any compounding rules to be followed at this time? Well, I, I mean, it, it won't surprise anyone on the call to know that the FDA is uh, partial to drugs that have been approved by the FDA. I mean, uh, there is a very rigorous practice of, of submitting a lot of data and um, uh, to the FDA, and so they have an opportunity to review that and uh, deem it approved. Um, and they, not surprisingly, they actually prohibit compounding when an FDA-approved commercially available product is available. Um, they believe that that's safest to be manufactured in the way that they deem uh, necessary. And so um, there are limited exceptions for sure. I mean, the last thing we would want to do is enforce a rule that can be harmful to a limited number of patients. So if 
let's say a patient has a specific allergy to a product or something within, uh, you know, our product, a commercially available product. The last thing we want to do is expose that patient to, to that product. Uh, likewise, if, if for some reason, even though the dosing is quite flexible within, you know, our volumes and concentrations, if, if a patient needs a, a dose that has been prescribed, but for some reason I can't think of one that is unable to be accomplished with our commercially available product, then by all means, um, we're not out to uh, to harm or to not give a patient the best therapy possible for sure. Exactly. Thanks so much, Carl. And Carl, can you just explain um, briefly on how it is monitored? Yeah, the, um, the FDA, of course, does not monitor this themselves, but it's monitored through various regulatory bodies that uh, typically come in and survey and inspect uh, healthcare facilities and pharmacies. So we think about the various state boards of pharmacy, right? All 50 states have boards of pharmacy, and and, uh, in most cases, or I should say in many cases, uh, pharmacies, whether they are community or hospital, have inspe- have annual inspections, and so that would be one opportunity for the board of pharmacy to um, ask for uh, and observe compounding practices to make sure they're not compounding um, something they shouldn't. And likewise, there are, you know there are traditional healthcare uh, surveillance regulatory bodies such as CMS. Um, the Joint Commission and other uh, regulatory bodies that can also, uh, it's in their purview to uh, inspect. Okay. Thanks so much for explaining that, Carl. And we know that uh, many of our listeners are patients and are families of patients uh, and do have an understanding, yet there are so many new listeners joining us each week. If you wouldn't mind, can you take a moment and explain what a C. difficile infection is? Yes, and you, like you already said, I, the last thing I would do is insult anyone's <laughs> intelligence. You have, I'm sure your audience is, uh, is quite familiar, maybe more than I am. But, I mean, just a quick review, it's, uh, C. diff is a, is a bacterium. And um, it, when it's activated, it causes inflammation of the colon, and we call that colitis. That's the name for it. And, and folks are aware of the terrible symptoms, diarrhea, fever, loss of appetite, nausea, and abdominal pain, among others. And, and it just affects so many people, approximately, you know, what is it, a half million people affected in 2015. And, and uh, we know it is now the leading healthcare uh, acquired infection uh, that there is, uh, meaning that the bacteria may actually be acquired from a healthcare facility or while you're in a healthcare facility from a medical procedure or from a prescription of a certain medication that affects certain individuals. Um, and it also isn't surprising that at particular risk are individuals who are immunocompromised, uh, already susceptible that way, or have recently taken antibiotics or who are elderly. In fact, Maybe a little too much information, but I'm actually a C. diff survivor myself, contracting it from uh, one oral dose of clindamycin after a tooth procedure. And um, again, many of your listeners know just how much this disease dramatically decreases the quality of life for individuals who get it. Yes, it does. And we're so sorry, Carl, that you endured a C. diff infection. And we hope that that resolved with the use of one of the products and antibiotics that is available. And 
Carl, you have firsthand experience and maybe you can, well, of course you can, you can explain to our listeners on how Furbank works in treating C. diff. Yeah, it's, um, vancomycin is what, um, an antibiotic, we call it a bactericidal antibiotic. And of course the root is side, um, which means kill. So this kills the bacteria by preventing them from forming cell walls getting a little into biology, but they need those cell walls to survive. And because, uh, because the C. diff bacteria reside in the gut, then that medication must make it to the gut. And so it's given orally uh, so that it can, can be where it needs to to have its effect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for explaining that. And Carl, where does Furbank fit into any practice guidelines for treating C. diff? Well, the, uh, the the latest practice guidelines that we have, of which I'm aware, are 2017, and these practice guidelines were set forth by two organizations who are very well known to this community, and that would be the Infectious Diseases Society of America, or IDSA, and the Society for Healthcare Epidemiology of America, SHEA. Um, and oral vancomycin, uh, I guess I'm pleased to say, is included, uh, you know, whether it's an adult or a pediatric patient, uh, in actually all cases of whether it's non-severe or severe or what we call fulminant um, C. diff infection and whether it's an initial or recurrent case of C. diff um, associated diarrhea. And... Um, of course, your audience also knows that, unfortunately, C. diff relatively commonly recurs. And, uh, of course, that's what makes this disease so terrible. Absolutely. It certainly does, Carl. And, Carl, can you share um, and explain to the patients out there listening and their families on how they can advocate for themselves and ask for Furbank? Certainly. Um, you know, we know just from experience that many practitioners have their favorites or their go-to therapies, whether they have experience with them or they, uh, you know, are very familiar with the data or they were taught this way. Many providers have their own uh, customary therapies, but patients may absolutely at any time ask if Furbank may be an appropriate treatment course, especially when swallowing solid dosage forms is a challenge, whether pediatric or an elderly patient or uh, another reason for needing to uh, have a liquid. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Carl, for sharing all this great information with our global listeners today. Uh, at this time, we're going to take a break and a commercial break. And when we return, we will continue discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution with our guest, Carl Kepler. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Rebiotics, a Faring Pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share 
our findings in the space. Visit rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. And thank you so much for joining us today and welcome back to C. diff spores and more. We would like to welcome back our guest, Carl Kepler, Director of Medical Affairs from Azurity Pharmaceuticals. Carl has been here today discussing C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin solution. Welcome back to the program, Carl. Thank you, Nancy. So happy to be with you. Oh, we're just so happy to have you here. And Carl, we are closing the uh, program in about eight minutes. And before we do, we ask you, can you share with us um, where Azurity Pharmaceuticals is located? Azurity um, corporate headquarters are in Woburn, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston. So there are two campuses. Um, fortunately, we, we have corporate offices in one of those buildings, but we're very happy to have our own manufacturing plant and distribution center for all of our products uh, essentially on our site. Okay, wonderful. And do you have, um, you can share the contact information? Sure. I'm, I'm, it won't surprise folks to know that there is uh, a very nice website. Um, and I, I would encourage everybody to go see it. It's uh, also not surprising, www.azurity.com. And if folks um, ever have, there's a lot of information about not only all of our kits, but uh, what's really nice is there is, there's a lot about C. diff, of course, listed under the, in the Furbank uh, section, and it's very easy to find. What you'll find when you go to the website is you'll you'll see which of our products are FDA approved. All of those that I uh, mentioned earlier, um, and there will be not only um, product information, but there will be disease specific information. Uh, related to their indications. Uh, it's really quite nice. And um, you'll see availability and, uh, you know, what, how they taste. You'll even see our flavoring uh, of the drugs and a little bit more about them. But then on the other, right next to it, is uh, information about all of our kits for compounding. And so while I mentioned that uh, Furbank is the only uh, F- official FDA-approved uh, product uh, from the Legacy Cutis side. We also have many, many kits, uh, even the suppositories and a mouthwash that I mentioned, but there is extensive information about those products. Um, and then, of course, 
like most, if you, uh, if you have questions or you want to contact anyone in, in the organization or you want to find out where you may find the, you know, where you can get your prescription filled or you can always uh, write us, use the email application within that uh, and ask us questions and that will go straight to customer service. And uh, if, it's, uh, if it needs to be answered by somebody like myself in medical affairs, uh, that gets triaged and uh, very quickly answered. And then all of our campuses, we actually have campuses uh, for our company uh, in different parts of the country, and those are listed with all of the locations and the phone numbers and uh, all that is also there. Thank you so much, Carl. And Carl, we we really do appreciate you partnering with the CETA Foundation, and um, you'd like to share some information about that? Yeah, I, I um you know, not to hurt your feelings, the C. diff foundation is not the only one related to uh, C. diff and not uh, not even the only one that we support. But I, I can tell you that we thoroughly enjoy supporting this particular foundation. We know it's homegrown. We know it's started by you, a C. diff survivor. Um, and I have to tell you, I attended your, the last meeting. It was my first one, and I was just uh, amazed and pleased to meet so many people um, and organizations, or from organizations, I should say, and families, you know, uh, fully committed um, through practice, through research, through advocacy to combat and uh, decrease or, you know, hopefully eradicate someday C. diff infections. And um, uh, we, are, we could not be more proud to, um, to support the foundation. And we really appreciate that, Carl. And you would never hurt our feelings. Uh, We also applaud the work of other companies and organizations that support C. difficile infections worldwide. And the sky cannot light up with just one star alone. It takes a lot of stars to shine brightly. So we do really appreciate everyone's working together. And, Carl, are there any upcoming events at which... Um, healthcare providers can see you and speak with you. Well, you know we um, we you know we're at the end of the year, <laughs> so many of our traditional sharing opportunities, I have to say, have have uh, of course just occurred in the fall and um, and this early winter. Um, our next opportunity, of course, would be especially for the pharmacy-related folks of the bunch, is at the ASHP or the American Society of Health System Pharmacy mid-year clinical meeting, and that'll be in Las Vegas uh, actually next week. Um, and so we will be there and happy to educate um, on C. diff and on our products, of course, all the pharmacy folks who are attending, and then. Uh, we will begin our year, same as you will, and, and uh, other organizations, and we will attend every relevant meeting that we can and, uh, and share our support for, for fighting this disease and, uh, and our products. And Carl, we can't not thank you enough and Azurity Pharmaceuticals for the support, and we also um, just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on C. diff spores and more. And we're so grateful for your dedication in the healthcare and pharmaceutical uh, uh, community and all that you do. So thanks for being here today and discussing 
the C. diff treatment options, oral vancomycin, oral vancomycin solution with our global listeners. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been a really fun chat and we're always, we're always glad to be able to talk about the disease and, uh, and potential therapies to, uh, to fight it. It is, it is awful and I can say that because I know. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so, again, we're so sorry that you have the first experience and endured uh, a C. difficile infection. Um, so glad to speak with you today, Carl. And again, we thank everyone for joining us today. And would again like to thank our sponsor, Rebiotics, a fairing pharmaceutical company, for their generous support. You can find out more about their microbe microbiome research and clinical trials at www.rebiotics.com. And before we close the show today, we want to thank everyone. Our members of the CDF Foundation wish to acknowledge all of the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health. The organizations and professionals researching and developing new products and ways to address C. difficile infection in prevention treatments, protecting the gut microbiome, clinical trials, diagnostics, and environmental safety worldwide. To learn more about C. difficile infection and recurrent C. diff infection clinical trials in progress, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, www.cdifffoundation.org. Please help them to help you to help others. We also wish to make our announcement that uh, as of right now, next November, the 12th and 13th, the 8th annual C. diff international C. diff conference and health expo will be taking place in Boston at the Hilton um, Boston Logan Airport Hotel. And we look forward to learning more with you next November. We send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. diff infection and the many wellness training illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder that none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.